Welcome to The Lamb and the Scroll, where we unpack scripture using the rich tradition of the church. I'm your host, John Brayer, and in this episode, I'm joined by Jay Jacket, who will be joining me to reflect on his favorite New Testament passage. Thanks for joining me today. I am uh, joined on this episode by one of my colleagues and friends, Jay Jacket. Jay, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, no problem, John. It's uh, a real pleasure to be here, and I'm really honored that you invited me to uh, come on and chat with you about Scripture. Awesome. I'm uh, super excited to dig into your passage uh, that you've chosen. Before we do that, could you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself? Yeah, so my name is Jason Jacket. Um, I kind of go more informally by Jay. Uh, I'm actually in my second year of teaching theology at uh, Divine Child High School. This current year, I'm teaching junior morality and senior world religions. Uh, Also, we have another course in the spring on the Christian life that I'll be teaching. Last year, um, I taught those same courses, but I also taught freshman scripture, um, which was a great experience. Before uh, coming here to Divine Child, which I absolutely love, I actually taught theology for nine years at my alma mater, Catholic Central, right here in the uh, Detroit Detroit area. So um, before that, right, I actually did two years of missionary work in Central America, where I was teaching high school theology, high school mathematics. Um, And that actually led me into where I spent the six years before I got into teaching. And that was, um, I was actually in formation for the priesthood. I was uh, with a small missionary uh, order called SALT. And I studied some time with them. After being two years in Central America, I spent some time with them in um, Corpus Christi, Texas, in Colorado, in Rome, Italy, a different stage of formation. Ultimately, I discerned, you know, that's not what God was calling me to. So I came back to the States, got into teaching, and that's kind of how I ended up here. Pretty much the only other thing I would say is, you know, before I went into religious life, I I attended a, a great Catholic school in Ohio called Franciscan University. And then before that, I was just growing up here in the local area. Awesome. Well, thanks again for, uh, for joining me today. And in these episodes, I've been asking people to share their favorite uh, Bible passage and then offer any reflections on it. And uh, you picked a passage from the first uh, letter from John, chapter 4. Um, so could you uh, start just by reading this passage for us? Sure. So I'm going to be reading to you 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21. Beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In, in this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might have life through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an expiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. Yet if we love one another, God remains in us and his love is brought to perfection in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us, that he has given us of his spirit. Moreover, we have seen and testify that the father sent his son as savior of the world. Whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God remains in him and he in God. 
we have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever remains in love remains in God, and God in him. In this love brought to perfection amongst us, that we have confidence on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. And so one who fears is not yet perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. For whoever does not love a brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This is the commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Great. Thank you for sharing that. This is a, obviously a great passage um, that reflects on love and the role of love in our lives. Um, but before I go off on the passage, I'm, I'm curious uh, for your thoughts. That's obviously why we're here. Um, why did you pick this passage? Like, why this one? Yeah, I, I think I would isolate um, a couple, you know, three or four reasons I would say that I picked this passage. The first reason would be because of St. John himself, right? The author of this passage. I basically picked St. John, the evangelist. I mean, we know that we have many Johns in Catholic tradition, but I specifically picked John, the evangelist, the author of this passage, as well as the gospel and some other stuff in the New Testament. I picked him as my confirmation saint. And so um, anything that John wrote or had a hand in is very important to me. So that'd be one reason. Um, Probably a more deep reason is that, you know, I was kind of going through a tough time in my life when I was, say, a sophomore in college at Franciscan. And I was just reading scripture one day, and this passage really struck me. So in some ways, I would say that this passage kind of chose, chose me because it really spoke to me at a tough moment in my life. And I think scripture has a way of doing that, right? Like scripture is a living word of God. It can speak to every single human person at different moments in their life, no matter what's going on, if we're open to receiving it. So, Well, I think that's interesting, too, because you can read a passage at one point in your life and you can just, you know, the words go through your head. You read them, you understand them, and then you move on. And then you read the exact same words in a different setting, a different place in your life, and they can strike you in a completely different way because odds are probably very good that you had heard that passage before or read it before, but there was obviously something about, about it that struck you at that, in that moment. And so I think that's one of the great reminders to me is that even though we're familiar with these stories, like we, they can strike us in very different ways and uh, call us to different points of action, depending on where we are and what we need and, and what God's trying to communicate to us. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, you know, why I think you, you bring up this issue of, you know, how attentive are we to the word of God? I mean, you're right. I had heard it before, but there's something about, you know, when you're going through a tough time, we, sent, we tend to be more attentive to God and what he's saying. So taking that same spirit of being attentive, focused on the word of God, even if it's just that, uh, you know, you're reading scripture at your house or you're at a Sunday mass, like, it's, I think it's really important to always really focus in and have this attitude that the word of God's alive. God's trying to tell me something right now. And obviously, if we're going through a tough time in our life, we tend to be more open to that. But um, this passage really helped me out. I mean, the basic gist was I, I kind of bought into a basic fallacy that I was trying to earn God's love, you know, that I had to be perfect or do certain things to earn God's love. And this passage 
very explicitly speaks against that, right? It, the idea, the verse 10, which I really wanted to key in on, but I wanted to give it some context, is that God loves us first before we love him. And so everything is from God first. It's a gift. I don't have to earn his love. He loves me. And then that makes me free to just be who I am and accept that, that love. Yeah, absolutely. And I also love that idea that, I'll use that word love maybe a little flippantly in that sense, but the idea that love is willing the good of the other, that we can't do that until God first does it for us. It's kind of a comforting thought um, because there's so much, like you said, pressure that we put on ourselves at times, uh, but it all starts with God and it comes back to God. And even this past weekend, we heard uh, readings that reminded us that everything we do, alive, dead, everything is in Christ. And that's a, a very refreshing thought, I think, at times. Amen. And then the, the third thing I would say why I chose this is because I think this is a very important letter, and a very important passage. Um, if you kind of look at verse 10 and verse 18 here, John talks about the fact that God loves us first. And then later on, he talks about this idea that, look at if you're operating your life out of fear, then love has not been perfected. And so I think what you see here is John's keying in on two things in our Catholic tradition in the spiritual life, right? That we're either operating out of love, right? Which is one of the theological virtues or we're operating out of fear, right? Which is not a, not a virtue. It actually be a vice. And um, we do have some virtues like prudence that, I mean, like fortitude that fight against that. So I think there's a real key, a real um, key here to the spiritual life that John's trying to tell us that, if we want to be successful in the spiritual life, we need to be rooting out fear by working on growing in charity. I think that's perhaps a good place for us to leave this conversation, especially in, in these days, uh, reflecting on how we can pursue the path of greater love and reduce fear uh, and reduce that as a mode of operation for us, I think is maybe a good point of reflection uh, that we can leave uh, the episode today with. So Jay, thanks so much for taking time uh, to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here, John.